0: Good morning. Good morning. Today's reading is Matthew eighteen ten through 14. If your brother or sister sins against, uh, against you, go and point out the fault when the two of you are alone. If you are listened to, you have regained that one. But if you are not listened to, take one or two others along with you so that every word may be confirmed by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If that person refuses to listen to them, I am there among them.
1: little quiz for you. What, as disciples of Christ, what is our uh, overwhelming theme, our overwhelming responsibility? Anybody want to tackle that? To love. Who said that first? You you said that? Gold star. And then someone over here said that too, right? Bronze. So um, (laughs) we are called to love. Uh, here's another quiz for you. What is the mission of neighbor's church? Love God, and even with a mouthful of donut or cookie, you just, wow, that's like doing your own stunts. Love God, love yourself, love your neighbor. Those are the, the, the foundation of what this church is based on. And you'll notice that there is a continual word in every one of those phrases, and that is what the disciples' message is, Love we are called to love each other. It's as simple as that. As Christ's followers, we are called to love each other. Christ gave that example when he walked this earth over 2,000 years ago. The example he gave was to reach out to people, to love people, to meet people where they are, to share meals with people, to heal people, to welcome people into the kingdom of heaven, to love people. And for 2,000 years, we have danced around that, And we've argued about it. And we haven't been able to get that message right. So we are going to continue to beat the drum over and over again that we are here to love each other. That is when they will know that you are disciples of mine, Christ says, when you have love for one another. How do we show people we're disciples of Christ?
2: We love each other. Right?
1: So what happens when we disagree? What happens when we argue? What happens when we just fight? We are human, and we, we do do that. Um, another thing about Neighbors Church is when we first started this church over five years ago, um, Dave, you were so young then, but it's, uh, for, for five years, uh, we have believed in the concept of deep and simple. Deep and simple means that we just don't, uh, we don't go into the bells and whistles. We don't, we never, uh, invested in any, uh, special effects, any, any high tech video things or anything like that. We just felt if it was organic, we did it. And if it meant the, the message, we, every time that we did anything, we always continually asked ourselves, does this meet our mission of loving God, loving ourselves, loving our neighbor? Does it have a mission of love? Because we're not going to go into gimmicks, and we're not going to try to do things just to get people in the seats and everything like that and, and distort that message. Because we believe that Christ taught a very deep and simple message. Deep because of the meaning of it. It had to do with our eternity. It had to do with uh, something you know uh, beyond our understanding. It had to do with God. But simple because it truly is
2: a simple message. Love God, love yourself,
1: love your neighbor. It's that easy. There's there's no complex plan here. If we can get grasped around that, then we can handle even the things that happen when we fight, when we disagree. Uh, The fact that we are Christian does not mean that we will never disagree. Our world is filled with disagreement Oh, my goodness, more so than anything. Politics, churches are at battle. Everybody is fighting. I, I wish more people watched sports. Why, what happened there when we just chose a team? I was a Bears fan for many years, and that's why I don't watch football at all anymore now. But <laughs> so, so depressing. But, uh, you know, nobody... Uh, Nobody seems to understand the the simplest way that we are to argue. And Christ, 2,000 years ago, gave us the best self-help book imaginable. He told us exactly what to do when we disagree. And we go to the library and we go to the bookstore and we pay people and we all do this stuff and we go to counseling and everything like this to try to find ways to do it. And all they're teaching us is this very same thing that Christ taught us 2,000 years ago. Let's say
2: that somebody uh, somebody said something that um, upset me.
1: Uh, Julian, you made fun of my bald head. <laughs> Laugh it up. Um, <laughs> now, according to uh, today's world. The way that I would handle that if you said that uh, you know just in in joking that uh, you know I looked like Ziggy you know the cartoon character Ziggy or Mr. Magoo or whatever you've called me in the past I'm just trying to recall from memory here (laughs) the first thing that I would do in today's world is I would go to somebody else I wouldn't go to Julian I'd go over here and I'd say you know that Julianne, she is, she's something. She is a, a poop face is what she is. <laughs> she, she is a poop face. That's her. And I would, and Julanne would never be aware that I'm even having this conversation. I'm just over here. And then I might go over here and go to social media. And I might just say, people that make fun of bald people are poop faces. And then I would try to solicit comments of people that agree with me. I would go just to my side and have people agree with who I am and help rev that up. And what we are accomplishing here is now I have a group of people that agree that Julan is a poop face. And we start saying poop face all, all the time there. Have you heard the word poop face this many times in church before? <laughs> I don't think I've said it this many times. But we start spreading this and we start building this up. And next thing we know, we have this side and we have this side. And the one thing that's odd about it is Julanne never even knew that she was on a side. Because nobody's talked to Julan. Nobody has ever expressed anything to her. We just jump to our side. We do it in politics. I don't know why we use politicians as a measurement of how we're supposed to behave. We do. We just, all I want to do is I want to trash your character. And that's it. And for some reason, I, I think I've won. But what's odd is that I still walk around... Hurt by the initial statement. Maybe I I build an insecurity about it. Maybe I start wearing more hats. Maybe I just put my hand like this all the time. Hi, how are you? Pay no attention to the hand there. It's just... Jesus says very simply, if someone has said something or done something that upsets you, one-to-one first. This seems so weird to us. Because we don't do this anymore. We don't have those one-on-one conversations. We would much rather just go to one side and spew hatred and misinformation and all of this kind of stuff and trash that person rather than talk about the actual thing that happened. Christ knew that 2,000 years ago that for us, to be able to actually get along, we have to be able to communicate with each other.
2: And so, imagine what would happen if I had a conversation with Julian the minute she said that.
1: That's scary, isn't it? A lot of times that's scary because what happens there is that the first thing it does is it makes me vulnerable. It It puts me into a position of conflict, and I don't like that. And it makes me face somebody that I might disagree with, and I don't like that either. We're so used to it's so easy now with social media and things like that just to jump on the side of everybody that agrees with me. I can scroll through every TikTok video, every Facebook post and everything until I find people that are speaking and echoing exactly what I think and just stay on that course. And never have a conversation with anybody that disagrees with me. And we never learn how to get along with people that have differing opinions than us. And Christ knew 2,000 years ago that would divide the church. And it's doing that now. It's dividing our nation. It's dividing our church. It's dividing our communities. Because all we want to do is split up and complain about the other side
2: to our side. Christ said, one-on-one,
1: go to that person one-on-one. This translation says, uh, if a brother or sister sins against you, other translations actually talk about if someone sins against you. And I actually like that term better because it says if someone sins against you and you confront them, if you talk to them one-on-one, you've gained a brother or a sister I like that contrast because you're, you're basically going to somebody that you may not consider a brother or a sister, and by having that conversation, that vulnerability, by having that personal talk and saying, I feel this, you're gaining a brother and sister. That's a close-knit thing. That's, that's us in the body of Christ right there. And so by having this conversation with Julan, I am expressing how I feel, I'm making myself vulnerable to Julian, And by sharing that, there is a good chance that by sharing that conversation, that we will actually leave that conversation closer than we were before it. Because we have shared a personal part of ourselves. That's why Christ said, you will gain a brother or sister. You will share a bond there. If it works out,
2: you will share a bond there. What if it doesn't work
1: out? What if I, if I go to Jilan and I say, you know, I didn't, I didn't really care for that. And she says, oh, yeah, well, you're short, too. You know, and then, oh, well. Coming from her, that's really. Well, that's where Jesus says, uh, bring one or two others. This comes from the Old Testament of witnesses, uh, two or more uh, to, to witness something. And uh, we love to jump to this because what we think that Christ is saying is, jump, go grab two people that agree with you, and then let's go and just give her her comeuppance. Let's, let's all gang up on Julanne. You think she's a poop face, right? Come on with me. <laughs> no, this talks about bringing two or more witnesses. Witnesses meaning outsiders that observe the conversation. And when we have that conversation, those outsiders might say, you know, Trevor has a point, you know, there's, 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 uh, there's things that we can say that can hurt people. Or they might actually say, hey, Trevor, I think you're being really oversensitive here. You were joking too. There were jokes going on. You You got to let some things go. You can't take everything so personally. In fact, sometimes when you grab those witnesses, they might turn around and say, actually, it's kind of your fault at this. Or you might take a look at yourself. That's why you have the witnesses. So it's not a gang up. It's someone to take an objective view and take a look at what is happening so that they can give an objective opinion of what's going on and try to help you solve this. So I, I go there and that we have the, the, the two other people. And in this case, they say, yeah, uh, Yolanda, you were kind of out of line, too. And, and she says, oh, yeah? Well, have you gained weight lately? And so then I have to walk away again. Boy, you're mean. <laughs> and that's where it says, uh, go to the church. Now, again, we've, we've jumped to this where we picture going to the entire church body and saying, in the name of God, Julan is a poop face. (laughs) Who's my witness? And we want to turn the entire church against Julan. What what Christ was actually talking about there was just a, a, a... a body of, there, there were no uh, big churches in the time of Christ. There were synagogues. There were, uh, there were groups. There were small groups of uh, people that were in fellowship together and in community and in, 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 uh, in following God. And so what he's talking about is just go, go to them and, and try to hash this out. In other words, try to make another attempt to have peace among you. And if you go to church people, healthy church people, they're not... They're not fun to argue with, because they say things like "love God, love yourself, love your neighbor." They 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 say things like reconciliation. They say things like community. Uh, they say things like "what would Jesus do?"
2: And Jesus never called anyone a poop face. They work on trying to resolve the problem.
1: Now that's when Jesus says, you know, if that doesn't work out, uh, then treat them like a Gentile or a tax collector. Now this is kind of a funny thing because we look at this and we think, okay, Gentiles were the villains of the day and tax collectors were worse than Gentiles. So we are to turn our face against her and just hate her forever and say, you know, "I, I don't even acknowledge you anymore and go dramatic, you know, that's my dramatic stance. It's funny that this comes from the gospel written by Matthew, attributed to Matthew the tax collector. And we have another gospel, Luke, which was written by a Gentile. So even in that, there is reconciliation. There is community. It may be okay to distance Jesus is saying it it may be okay. If you're in a situation where you're continually getting barraged and hurt and everything like that, it is okay and the church has your back to be able to say, that's not a healthy situation for me.
2: But that doesn't mean that
1: I now get to own this side and continue to hurt them. That's not what that means. That means I can
2: separate myself from it. I don't have to take the barrage of abuse, but I don't solve it by abusing. As Christians, as disciples, what's what's our motive? Love. Sometimes we cannot have conversations
1: without attacking character anymore. We get on the defense. Somebody hurts us, I want to hurt them back. That's the first thing that we think, is I've got to hurt them back. And we've forgotten the ways to actually communicate about the problem. And we see this so much in our government, in our politics, in our churches. I I have seen many times recently churches going on social media and getting a soundbite to attack another church because of a disagreement. Never talking to that person. Pastors attacking other pastors. Never talking to each other, but attacking each other to their home base. How does that solve the problem? How does that reconcile? Because if we are disciples and love is the thing that, that Marxists as being Christ-like, then how do we achieve that by just calling people names, attacking people, and hanging out with the side that agrees with us and not having those difficult conversations. I, I often think of um, when, when we have uh, difficulty with somebody, when somebody has said something. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll pick on Julianne again. You, you've been a real trooper here. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, you know. Come late, you've got to sit in the front, and then you get this, you know, just like the... Let's, uh, let's use a prop here. Julian calls me, uh, what was it, Baldy
2: or whatever? That's the issue. Okay? So, we visually look at this as this is the issue. This is the issue. We set that there. And we put that... Between me and Julian. And we talk about the issue. If I focus on the issue, if I focus on
1: this, I can't attack you. If I focus on this, I can't go over here because I'm walking away from the issue. If I I go and try to spew stuff, or if I go over here and try to put things on social media and everything like that, I am walking away from the issue and the chance of resolving it. But if I have an issue here, then I can treat Julanne with respect. I can treat her as a fellow Christian. I can treat her as a neighbor. And I can say...
2: Your friend, I care about you. You mean the world to me. Uh, but there's something that happened that
1: that I felt this way. And notice how I'm owning my behavior, my my feelings, and I'm not attacking Julianne, I'm just saying this this happened. This issue happened. Can we discuss this issue? And together, we are now hopefully, as Christians, with the message of love, we are focusing on the issue and not attacking each other. It's, it's the same way that, uh, that, that Christ taught us by r- removing evil spirits and demons and all of those kind of things. When somebody came, um, say, say, say that uh, you came at me. With a, with, a, with a demon inside of you. You're spitting things and all this kind of stuff and your head's spinning around and you're giving pea soup. If the head spins around, stay away from things that stain. Don't give them the pea soup. <laughs> chicken broth, just do chicken broth. But you're doing all this kind of stuff and Jesus sees you. Jesus talks directly to the demon inside of you. Jesus never attacked the person. Jesus attacked the issue. Jesus said, get out of her to protect you, to love you, to care for you. He approached the issue. We do the same thing when we have disagreements, when we argue. This is the way that we're supposed to do it. Imagine if our politicians actually sat down and said, I have nothing against you. I just want to talk about the issue instead of trying to get their soundbite and trying to say something evil about the person or question their education or question their character, question all of the other kind of things, if we actually just focused on the issue? Where would our churches be if we actually just came together in Christian faith and love and focused on the issue? And that's when we can use that plan of Christ by having this conversation one-on-one And saying, Julen, this is the thing. I'm not attacking you. I'm still approaching you in Christian love, and I'm just talking about the thing.
2: And if it doesn't work out, we can still walk away from this and disagree on the issue, but still love each other. We really can
1: and, and sometimes when it doesn't work out and you go to the church and everything and Jesus says treat them like a Gentile and tax collector and all this kind of stuff, walk away, what you can actually do is you can take that issue and say, well, I still have this issue. I still have this, 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 this problem with people calling me bald. And so I can take that and I, might not have, I, I, I may not have uh, resolved it here, but I'm not going to resolve it at all if I just attack you instead i can take the issue and i can talk to people about it about the issue not about julian not about name calling not about attacking but i can talk about the issue that's what christ was telling us 2000 years ago 2000 years ago best self help guru in the world you know some more people should actually listen to jesus he's kind of smart And I think he might have been thin in the head, too, just a little bit. <laughs> Christ sends a clear message to us. It's okay to disagree. It's, it's okay to really disagree on things.
2: But what are we called for? To still love. To still love.
1: We get nowhere by attacking. We get nowhere by fighting violence with violence. We get nowhere by fighting hatred with hatred. We need to get nowhere by fighting bullying with bullying. And when you're attacking somebody's character, that's exactly what you're doing. It takes great strength, great faith to make yourself vulnerable enough to actually have a conversation with another person. But it also makes us stronger.
2: Remember, when you share the way that you feel with another human being, you have,
1: you have the great chance of gaining a brother or sister. You have the great chance of bonding and becoming even closer. Closer in friendship, closer in community, closer in Christian faith. May we share who we are with one another. May we talk about the issue without attacking one another. And may we remember that the person that we stare at is also the person that Christ loves dearly.
2: And our job is to be Christ-like. Would you pray with me?
1: Gracious and, and loving God, Help us to see you in our neighbor. Help us to carry the message of love. In in today's world,
2: kindness is the new rebellion. Help us rebel against the hatred, the bullying,
1: the trash-talking, Help us rebel against that by sharing your love and kindness for one another. Help us work out our differences. Help us be the church.
2: Help us be disciples. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray. Amen.